I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. I am pleased today to be speaking with Shane Burkaw and Hannah Aylward. Shane is 26 years old, an author, blogger, and speaker who currently resides in Minneapolis with his fiancée, Hannah. Shane is living with SMA, or spinal muscular atrophy. Shane and Hannah openly share the details of their life for the nearly half a million followers on their YouTube channel in the name of changing public perception of those living with disabilities. In 2014, Shane published his memoir, Laughing at My Nightmare, and released a children's picture book, Not So Different, in 2017. Together with his cousin, Sarah, Shane also founded a nonprofit organization, Laughing at My Nightmare, Inc., which is committed to spreading positivity and helping others overcome adversity while providing equipment grants to those living with muscular dystrophy. Shane, first of all, help educate us about what SMA is and what it stands for. SMA stands for Spinal Muscular Atrophy, and basically what it does is it causes my, help me here, do you remember? Your motor neurons. My, yeah. my motor neurons die. to die as I get older. Um, and basically what that means is that my muscles become weaker and weaker as I get older. Now, that has a very important caveat that goes along with it, which is that now there are treatments available for the disease that stop and even kind of reverse that progression. Um, so I'm receiving one of the treatments called Spinraza, and basically when I began receiving it about two years ago, um, it stopped me from getting any weaker. Um, so it's been a, a very exciting time in the SMA community as these treatments have become available. How old were you when you were diagnosed with SMA, Shane? I was about 11 months old. That's always been part of your life. Yeah, I got my first wheelchair when I was about two years old, and I've been using a wheelchair ever since. Um, But, yep, it's always been a part of my life. Well, you graduated high school, then went on to college. How much independence were you able to attain during college? I lived at home. Um, and I commuted to college. So my parents were my primary caregivers um, during that period of my life. Um, with that being said, I I don't think that having caregivers stopped me from being independent. I went to classes, and I had friends on campus who would help me out during the day. Um, my mom and dad helped me get in and out of bed each day uh, and shower and stuff like that. But otherwise, with the help of friends and family, um, I feel like a very independent person. Yeah, I think that's a better word. I, I think in this case, it's almost like a, a partnership. You, you're, you, you're as independent as you wanted to be, as you could be, and then you just called on them 
to help right. where they can. I love I, that word, partner partnership, to describe the relationship that Hannah and I have now. Um, because even though Hannah is technically my caregiver, I think a partner is a much better way to phrase it. So, Hannah, let's get the important stuff. How did you and Shane meet? So we met during my freshman year of college. Um, I It was during finals, and I was studying, and I was taking a study break. And You weren't studying? Oh, I wasn't studying. I was studying the whole night, and it was like midnight, and I took a study break before bed. And I watched a documentary that uh, one of my favorite actors made. He His name is Rain Wilson. He plays Dwight in The Office, which is my favorite show and happens to be Shane's favorite show. Um, and he had actually made a documentary about Shane. So I watched that on YouTube, and that linked to his blog. Uh, Shane's blog was really popular. And I read that for a while and saw that we had a lot in common. I thought we would get along. And it was late at night. I think I was, like, delusional. And I emailed him to introduce myself, which is super weird. But he had emailed back the next morning when I woke up and gave me his phone number. And then we just started texting and FaceTiming. And I visited for the first time, I think, like, three months three months later. And after that, it was visits every month. Very rapid, like, yeah. uh, we fell in love very Oh, yeah, quickly. definitely. Yeah. Well, and, and Hannah, you refer to relationship as? inner able. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah. We had never used that word to describe ourselves before our YouTube channel. And when we started the channel and when it got bigger, we found ourselves struggling to talk about the things that are unique to our relationship. Like when we go in public and someone asks me like how my son is when Ah, he's my fiance, um, like that's a very unique experience. And so we started using Interabled to sort of talk about those experiences and other people who one of them has a disability in the relationship or both of them do, like, sort of used that along with us. And so now it's more of a well-known phrase and more where, you know, lots of people are talking about how those experiences are sort of similar. And that word really helps us talk about it. We don't really use it, like, like we would never use that, like, yeah, in our personal lives, like, talk about ourselves to our parents like it's it's more of a us situated in society type of word and we found it to be really useful as an outsider i'm looking at the videos all i see is partnership and love i you guys have such a for such a sweet relationship that that comes (laughs) well you don't know what happens when we turn the camera off (laughs) (laughs) your youtube channel has nearly half a million followers now what do you share there, and why do you think you guys have developed such a following? Oh my goodness, I have. We are blown away by the following, so I'm not sure we have a good answer for that. But we just share our lives, and we really just film ourselves in day to day situations. It's traveling, yeah, traveling. It's just our normal lives. It's not scripted. It's not like pre planned videos most of the time, unless we're doing like a sit down Q and A. It's just us living our life, mm-hmm. and people like that and i think that it's something that there's not enough of out there um i think a lot of the stereotypes and uh stigmas that surround disability are because we don't have a lot of examples of disability in the media uh, that are positive um and so we are showing people that living with a disability and being in an interrelated relationship 
is fun and exciting and full of laughter and love. And I, I think that people like it because they don't yeah. have other examples like it. I don't see you as disabled. Does, does that word bother you? No, absolutely. I like the word disabled. Um, I think that society has made the word disability into a negative thing. And that is kind of the exact idea that we are trying to change. Um, and so I actually don't really like words like uh, differently abled or special needs or things like that because I think that that's just hiding from like the idea that society has made disability about them. I am disabled and I have no problem with that because I live a great life and I want to show other people that being disabled is not a bad thing. We have a long way to go as a society so that um, people with disabilities can live kind of more equitable and healthy and productive lives, but that is not on us as people with disabilities. That, that, that's something bad about us. That's the world um, that we need to change and improve. So I like the word uh, disabled, and that's how I identify. What do you want to share with other folks going through living with SMA that you think could make their life somewhat easier, just watching your path and going, okay, good, right. see a direction? When I was little, I didn't have a lot of people to look up to, like older adults living with SMA, you know, that could give me an example of what my life could be. Um, and so I hope that what we're showing young people living uh, with SMA and other diseases is that you can live whatever life you want to live. You know, you can have a career and a family and you can travel. More and more people with SMA are living to be 50 and 60 and 70 years old. Um, when I was younger, I didn't know if I would live to be 30. So the world is really changing in that way. Relationship-wise, you know, talking about how, like, failure is not, like, a burden. Like, it, it's not like that. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. I'm, when I first met Shane, he worried that my, like, taking care of him would be a burden on me. And we talked a lot about that. So I think I would just tell, like, younger people at SMA who are worried that they're going to be a burden on their partner that you're not going to be. Yeah. And, you know, the right person isn't going to see you as a burden. And if they do, then that's not the right person. So, yeah, go into relationships and dating without that, you know, that whatever, that, that fear, idea, yeah. that fear, yeah. And, and having your significant other be your caregiver doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I am well aware that there are other forms of caregiving that adults and um, people with disabilities rely on. It happens to work really well for us. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to pretend that it works for everyone. Yeah. Um, but we do think that our story is an example of how it can work mm -hmm. um, if anyone else feels that they might want to try that out. Yeah. Shane, you and your cousin Sarah started the nonprofit organization Laughing at My Nightmare. 
What does it do? What's the future? How'd you start it? So we were in college when we began, and we really had no idea how to start a nonprofit. But I had this big audience that I had built up on my blog, and I felt like there was just an opportunity to do some good in the world. And so uh, we surrounded ourselves with people that didn't know what they were doing, uh, and they mentored us along the way. We are in our, wow, like eighth year of operation now. And what we do is we provide medical and adaptive equipment for free to people that live with muscular dystrophy diseases. And so we know that accessing things that make life uh, healthier or more comfortable and more productive is not always the easiest or cheapest process. And so we want to help people with that. And so we raise money year-round. And last year, we provided over $60,000 in items to people, and this year we're hoping to beat that, and next year we're hoping to beat that. But yeah, we've been growing, and uh, we're really thankful for all the people that um, support us all over the world. How do people reach you at Laughing at My Nightmare? Uh, They can go to laughingatmynightmare.com. There's a lot more info there about what we do and how they can help. Do you know any other resources, website, organizations that you want to share that would be helpful for for people living with SMA? Sure, SMA. Uh, The MDA, uh, they help a lot. Those are the two main ones. The Gwendolyn Strong Foundation is another one. What would be the one most important piece of advice you'd like to share with people listening to this interview? This is a good question. I've had moments where professionals have not always valued my input as it relates to my care. Often, people with disabilities are seen as unable to um, kind of be in charge of their own life. Um, And I I hate that, quite honestly. Um, I, I think that the best caregiving situation that I've been a part of is when it really is a partnership, like you said, um, where I have equal input about my life and um, my care, and the caregivers listen to me and respect me um, and treat me as an equal. Communication has been really important for us. Mm -hmm. And like talking about caregiving, making sure we're both comfortable with our schedule or whatever we're we're doing, just making it an open conversation and something that we check back in with each other about has been helpful. For the people who get to hear this, I thank you. This is is wonderful, (laughs) and I've enjoyed it. And um, I look forward to following along with you in the years going forward. Awesome. It was very nice to meet you. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care, both of you.